Uh, good morning. Uh, my name is Joram, uh, Joram Mugari, and uh, uh, may I take this opportunity to uh, thank the missions team and uh, the leadership of North Point for uh, this opportunity just for us to share God's word uh, together from First Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 14. Um, it, as you can see, I'm in, I'm in my office and uh, I'm observing COVID, even though I don't have a mask on, I'm, I'm observing COVID regulations. And you can see a lot of uh, sprays, things to sanitize your hands, and obviously the word of God to sanitize our souls. Uh, so praise God for this opportunity as, as we take this time to share God's word uh, together. I am going to take it that we have prayed. I trust that uh, North Point does still believe in prayer. So I'll take it that um, you have prayed and we can then begin uh, to share God's word together without uh, any further ado. So thanks, thanks to the North Point pastors and, and elders and, and leaders and the mission team uh, for giving us these opportunities uh, as missionaries to share from the, the ground floors where we are, from the context where we are. Right here where I am right now is uh, I'm at Cure Children's Hospital. Uh, this is where I'm, I'm ministering. I'm ministering to about uh, 80 pastors, 80 co-workers, uh, doctors and nurses on a week-by-week -week basis. Um, I, I share uh, um, I share during Mondays and Fridays. We have chapel Mondays and Fridays. And then we have devotions each and every uh, morning. So this is where I, I, I serve. But I also, after immediately after this sermon, I'm going to be heading off to the Theological College of Zimbabwe because I continue teaching there. I teach uh, Greek and Hebrew and Old Testament studies and New Testament studies as well. But um, uh, so I send also greetings from my family, uh, from Eva and, 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 and the children, Rosanne and Adrian. They are writing, both of them are writing their major exams as we speak. Uh, Adrian is writing what we call the national ordinary levels uh, exams and Rosanne is writing A levels, of which after she's done with that, then she's got to find a place into a university. And we are all depending on God for both his provisions and for, for them as well, for, for the children to also do well in their examinations. But without any further ado, I'm going to be sharing with us today. So I'm going to share uh, the screen so that you, we can follow one another as we share God's word uh, together from First Peter chapter three, uh, verse fourteen. Um, uh, from First Peter chapter three, verse uh, fourteen. Allow me therefore to share uh, my screen uh, with you as we move on uh, together uh, this morning. So this is the screen share that I'm sharing with with you this morning. Uh, the title of, I've left the title of our sermon as as it is um, chapter First uh, Peter chapter three verse fifteen instead of fourteen, but in your hearts uh, revere Christ as a Lord. But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. That's the command that uh, we are getting from Peter. It's a command actually. It's an imperative that is not given to an individual, but it is actually given to the whole church. Uh, uh, in your hearts is, is in your that that yours uh, in your heart there is in, in, in is in plural uh, so that's that the you all uh, you all in your hearts revere Christ as 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 Lord so it's the command that is given really to the church that the church should revere Christ as as Lord 
weathering the storm, uh, the storms uh, suffering for righteousness sake. Um, basically, Peter here is sharing with the, with the believers, we believe in this time that the church was going through a lot of uh, challenges. And this passage, this chapter actually is, is full of um, uh, commands and encouragement for, for believers to actually uh, survive uh, the, the suffering that they, 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 they will be going through. So we, we are getting advice here, as it were, from someone who was well acquainted uh, with the challenges uh, to faith. So we would know that, um, uh, for example, that Peter himself uh, was a man who, who faced a lot of challenges in, 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 in his faith. Uh, for example, we know that from, uh, from first Peter that, um, we know that Peter, for example, that uh, Peter knew the praises uh, of God. He received some praises from Jesus Christ himself. We know that from Matthew chapter 6, verse 18, when Peter had that eureka moment where he understood who Jesus Christ was. But at the same time, also, Peter also knew the Lord's rebuke because immediately, that's verse 18, and then in verse 22, Peter is already being rebuked by the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is uh, the Lord Jesus Christ says, get behind me, Satan. And Peter also knew the challenges that led to denying Christ. We know that uh, Peter uh, denied Christ. Uh, he denied him right before the, the, the courts uh, in the temple, before uh, the high priests, when, when he was challenged by the seventh girl. The seventh girl, this seventh girl was a seventh girl to uh, the high priest. But Peter knowing, having known the deny, denying the Lord Jesus Christ, Peter also knew the restoration of the risen Christ. We know that um, we have that popular verse where, uh, of in, in John where the Lord Jesus Christ says, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And uh, cre uh, creating some discomfort within Peter to the point that Peter uh, said, Lord, do you know that I love you? And then Peter knew the futility of trying to defend Christ physically. We will see this um, in Peter saying to the Lord, even if they, if all the disciples deny you, I will even defend uh, you to death. Uh, we know that in, in John actually tells us in John 18, verse 10 to 11, that actually Peter is the one who wielded the sword. He took out the sword and he struck uh, he struck the, the, the servant who was accompanying the guards and, and, and to the point where the Lord rebuked him to put away his sword. But Peter also knew Christ's victory without raising hands. And this reference I'm referring to, the point when, uh, when Peter, you remember that Peter is the man who then began to understand that the Lord can defend his own causes without Peter himself raising uh, his own hands. So we, we are in good hands here. We are in good hands. So what is Peter's strategy of overcoming suffering according to uh, chapter three? We see that in, in, in chapter three, verse, verse eight to 12, Peter says, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, and tender heart, and humble mind. Do not repay evil for, for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for this is uh, you, this is your, you, you this, um, sorry, for, for, sorry for that, for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. Verse 10, for whoever desires to love life, and see good days. Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. 
For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to, the, uh, to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So now this is Peter. Peter's solution to overcoming suffering is overcome suffering through Christian unity. Be united in mind. Be sympathetic to one another. Uh, have brotherly love. Do not meet evil with evil. Rather, meet evil with good. But rather, pursue peace and goodness. This is what Peter says. Uh, when you are being reviled, when people are, 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 are meting out evil to you, meet evil with good. Live knowing that the eyes and ears of God are upon you. You need to, we need to live with that understanding that God has his eyes and ears upon us. That's, that is Peter's strategy of overcoming, overcoming uh, tribulations and suffering. However, Peter is sober because there, there are times when good is not good enough. According to Peter chapter 3, verses 17. Listen to what Peter says. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? Hmm? That's, that's the ideal. Who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? However, but even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. In other words, Peter recognized that the fact that sometimes we may be as good as, as, as a peach, you know, be as good as a peach. We may be uh, people pursuing uh, uh, righteousness, people pursuing peace. But at the same time, we may continue to receive um, uh, a punishment. So Peter then would then go, go, go on to say, when the holy place, he reduces the holy place uh, uh, to the spaces in our hearts. This is what Peter says in, in verse 14. Uh, verse 15, rather. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in, in, in you. Yet do it with gentleness and with respect. In other words, Peter is saying that the contested spaces may gravitate away from the outside, but it may gravitate towards our hearts. And we need to have, to have reverence of Christ, revere Christ in our hearts as Lord. Sometimes being good and righteous is not enough to protect the saints from suffering. Therefore, we move on to our passage that has been given uh, to us uh, uh, today. Uh, and rather, this should be verse 15. Revere, honor, sanctify Christ the Lord. Um, uh, uh, rather, revere, honor, sanctify Christ the Lord as holy in your heart. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. This is the passage that we've been given. It's verse uh, 15, as we can see it there. Sanctify Christ the Lord in your hearts. What does that mean? The last dispensation could as well be our hearts. I'm talking about we as the saints. When Peter speaks in this way, Peter is not giving a suggestion. Rather, Peter is giving this as a command. This is in the earliest active imperative. Those of us that know Greek would love that we have remembered them. Sanctify, sanctify is the word hagiesate, hagiesate uh, from the word hagios. Uh, to sanctify, or as I've made a colleague, uh, uh, just a word for, I just made it up, holify, that is holify Christ 
the Lord in your heart. This is temple language, ceremonial clean items. In other words, you should consider Christ as holy, as untouchable, as dedicated, as that item that is dedicated to, to God, that which is divine, that which is sacrosanct way in our hearts. Jesus Christ should remain a sacred Lord in your heart. This is what Peter is saying. So what can replace the sacredness of Jesus Christ in our hearts? We need to be asking ourselves uh, this question. Let's look at our modern visions of who Jesus Christ is. Our modern vision of who Jesus Christ is, is we, we, we should, rather the proposition around us, the perspective around us is that Jesus Christ should just be reduced to be a, another deity among many. Jesus Christ should not have his own sacred spaces in, in our lives, neither in the public space. Rather, the people that we live in, the communities that we live amongst, the people that we know, uh, those, the friends around, around us would rather uh, have a Jesus who's just another deity among many. Jesus must be fashioned in such a way that he only meets our needs and concerns. We have a church that accepts a Jesus who is there only to meet our needs and our concerns. He, he should not be Lord, but we should be Lords. He should be the one saving us than us saving him. Another perspective is that uh, do not make Christ sacred, but make him common among uh, uh, common and loving. This is a common uh, phenomenon that one uh, or a common perspective that we all we all come across. People would rather say to us, you know what? Just make Jesus Christ common. Don't make him sacred. Just make him loving. Jesus is loving. You know, it's all about love. Uh, he shouldn't be Lord. Rather, he should be common and he should all. Uh, it should be all about love, not all about judgment. These are the perspectives that we find amongst us um, uh, these days. So, but why would Peter narrow the area where Christ is to remain uh, sacred? Why would Peter do so? Peter knows that the greatest denial of Christ happens in the temple courts, not away from the temple courts. The greatest denial of, of, of knowing Jesus Christ in Peter's life did not happen when Peter was away from the temple courts. Rather, P Peter was right in the temple courts. If you read Matthew chapter 26, verses 6, 69 to 75, Mark chapter 14, 14 verses 16, 66 to 67, Luke chapter 4, verses 54, John chapter 18, verses 15 to 27. The first individual to challenge Peter of his, about his association with the Lord Jesus Christ was a servant girl. And this servant girl was a servant of the high priest. So Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ right in the temple. So Peter knows that sometimes these spaces or the space where there's a contestation of Jesus Christ's lordship in our lives doesn't even have to do with the church, doesn't even have to do with the outside, doesn't even have to do with our association with the community of believers, but it has to do with our hearts. Therefore, the last defense post could be our hearts. The last defense post 
is our heart. So my brothers and sisters in North Point, it now behooves me to ask this question. Who or what has taken this, this space of the Lord Jesus Christ in our hearts as the church? There are many issues that we are wrestling with right now in our communities, in our nation. For example, there's the issue of the climate change. Where do you stand when it comes to the debate of climate change? Where do you stand when it comes to the issues of immigration? Where do you stand when it comes to the issues of all lives matter or black lives matter? Where do you stand? Have, have those issues somehow taken the space of the Lord Jesus Christ to the extent that we would rather disassociate ourselves from each other based on which positions we take in regard to those issues? In regard to the color black or white, in regard to the color red or blue, political issues, have we, have we had these perspectives, <clears throat> these points of views, these understandings, these facts that we have to the point that we would rather have those facts take lordship over our lives to replace who Jesus Christ is? Is the Lord Jesus Christ still the one that is sacred? in our hearts. Because at the end of the day, the last defense point may not be even have to do with the church, may not have to do even with the nation, may not even have to do without, with, the, with our perspective on the mission field. The last defense post has to do with our hearts. Who is ruling your heart today? What is ruling your heart today? Consider the Lord Jesus Christ as sacred in your heart today. Sanctify as Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ today. May the Lord bless his word as we have shared it uh, with us today. Come, let us pray uh, together. Uh, this morning is this morning uh, where I am in Zimbabwe. I hope it's morning as well where you are. At North Point, uh, my brothers and sisters, come, let us pray. <clears throat> Father, through the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, you, as you walked, Lord Jesus, you constantly reminded us that, Lord, we are who we are in our hearts. Father, we pray that you may indeed once again gain lordship in our lives. Father, may you be the first thing that unites us. May you be the first thing, Lord, that we consider as we consider fellowship with one another, as we consider our interactions in the world, as we consider job options, as we consider political parties, as we consider issues of climate change, as we consider issues of race, issues of immigration, and all other issues, may they all be submitted under the lordship of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be the first thing in our lives, Lord, we do pray. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.
So it has been a pleasure for me to share uh, with you a God's word. We have prayed together. We have read God's word together. And I look forward to being part of the other sharings from my other brothers and sisters. Once again, thanks to the North Point eldership, the leaders and the mission teams, and to you, my brothers and sisters, for giving me this opportunity to share God's word from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. May the Lord bless his word today. Amen.